<laughs> Hello and welcome everybody. My name is Ryan. And I'm Heather. And this is Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast. And today we are super excited to be welcoming an incredibly talented uh, spiritual and divinity coach, the wonderful, the amazing, the absolutely fabulous, Akriti Kundu. Hi Akriti, how are you? Thank you. That was an excellent interview. You really hyped me up about me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is not difficult. We are excited to be featuring you. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so I'm looking Thank forward to what this conversation will bring out. It's gonna be. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but that's cool. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you have a highly successful uh, coaching business that works with um, sort of helping people access their divine feminine spirituality and power. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this. We want to know, you know, what what is uh, your mission? Oh, well, essentially, my mission is about helping women reconnect to being women and actually to, to that extent, helping anyone who identifies with femininity in any way, shape and form, better connect to what it means to be feminine, what the divine feminine um, <laughs> hoped for us to have, right? Because there's so much, so much has been taken away from the aspect of femininity. It's been regaled to like a second year citizen um, sort of existence where being strong is valued, being masculine is valued, and being feminine is just, it's not important anymore. And <clears throat> fortunately or unfortunately, based on current world events, we are being shown that you don't, you can't just get by being masculine all the time. The world itself has been forced into this space of sitting back and having to take a deep breath for an entire year. That's not easy. And I think it's pushed a lot of people into questioning, am I really built to keep doing, doing, doing? Am I really built to keep forcing myself? Am I really built for this stuff? And for a lot of people, the answer is no, you're not built to constantly push yourself, to constantly force things to happen. And this is the wisdom of the divine feminine. So my mission is to make this wisdom um, easily approachable for the normal person, to make it easily Im implementable, if that is a word, or you know, start implementing that in your life. And then to live from that place and not be at a constant odds within yourself. Uh, if I can just take a second here, because that's how I was raised i was raised to be an achiever i was raised to be like you know always going above and beyond winning at everything and i was embarrassed about being a girl because it felt like it felt like i'd been dealt a bad hand at the game of life and now i had to go against my my physicality and my biology and you know it doesn't matter i can i can still be as good as the boys except in the last year or two, ever since I've started working with the Divine Feminine, I've recognized it's it's not a linear competition, but we each have gifts and, and we need to kind of work in harmony with each other. And it's not like, I'm going to beat you. It's, it's 
that concept now just feels so weird. <laughs> and I've got to ask, you know, do you find that um, as you've explored the the divine feminine, especially during the um, especially during the the pandemic, um, the some of the things that you may have had once coded in your mind as being like masculine ideals as opposed to feminine ideals or traits have become been completely blown out of the water because they they don't subscribe to those binaries and those linear things to be fair my understanding of what what is masculine and feminine has grown so i I can't say that earlier I used to think this is feminine or masculine because earlier I had no concept. It just, it was, <clears throat> a, earlier I probably thought of, well, this is what successful means. And this is everything else, therefore not valuable means. And now I'm starting to see that the concepts of successful and powerful and strong have aspects of feminine and aspects of masculine. So I'm able to see where or, or how can someone who is who has a strong masculine bent, how can they leverage that to get to success and power? And how can someone with a strong feminine bend um, leverage that for feminine, <laughs> for success and for power? And the, the funny thing is that while I was trained to be heavily masculine, and I think a lot of women find that that's what the world teaches us is you have to be productive and you have to be achievement oriented and you have to have goals and you have to do blah, 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 blah. Uh, I actually found out that I'm built to be highly feminine. <laughs> so a lot of my life was just me trying to override, like a simple thing. I'll share a simple thing. I'm a very deep sleeper. I love my sleep. And my mother always said, you're so lazy. Why can't you just, you know, why can't you just get up on time? You're always late. You're always lazy. And the truth is, is because when you're fighting against your own self at a cellular level, that shit is, it's tiring. It's exhausting. Like now I'm like, no wonder I used to be so tired all the time. And I needed to sleep so much because I was literally at war within myself. And working within or trying to understand myself from the perspective of divine feminine has helped me recognize, oh, this isn't a bad thing. Like my, un, my definition of good and bad has changed to this is what's expected of me or required from me from the externals. And this is what I'm built for or, or what my internal world is like. So to be able to make peace with the fact that this is how society is built and this is how I am built and they're not wrong that's been like mind-blowing it's been it's opened up a whole other world so within the within the container of the pandemic I was actually able to experiment more with the, with the laid-back side of life and understand that everyone else was probably being put through a similar sort of pressure and tap into the energies, energies, who even talks like that, but the energies of the world and, and realize that uh, we, we are all being, um, <clears throat> it's like this separation 
right? The, what used to earlier feel enmeshed is now the, the, the cream in the milk starting to separate. And you can actually pick and choose and say, this is what I want to keep. And all of this other stuff, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need the pressure. I don't need to force myself to wake up at 5 a.m. when the whole world is shut down. I used to give myself so much stress and I used to, I was very unforgiving towards myself. Because um, again, I, 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 was, I was always told like, this is how you have to be if you want to be successful. You have to wake up before six o'clock. You have to wake up before the sun. You have to get like, and out of and you know exercise in you have to do whatever it was all also very like shouty so whenever i go into the <laughs> that sort of programming i naturally start screaming because that's how i received a lot of this information so i apologize but um i started playing with ideas of okay what if i didn't force myself to wake up at a particular time what if i just started to get acquainted with my body's natural rhythm and it hasn't, I mean, I think it's affected my productivity in a positive way rather than a negative way. Now I don't spend the, the first three hours of the morning saying, you stupid cow, why didn't you wake up at a particular time? I'm just like, oh, well, that was nice. I got to sleep so much more. And then, oh, I went for a walk and I had this wonderful idea. Oh, okay. And now I get to be like delighted by life rather than, um, do you remember the, the movie Matilda? Yeah. With the with the, I forgot the the principal's name, but she just she looked so scary, and Trunch I kind of bull. feel like that. Trunchbull, yes, it had a bull in there. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's how I used to feel like I'm I'm trunchbulling myself, and now I get to just chill out and be a little you know a little fairy in the world. Like oh, this is pretty. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, fun. <laughs> So if, we, if you're saying the masculine energy is more about productivity and drive and competing and achievement and goals, and so how, how do you define feminine energy? Oh, what a good question. I think the, so we, hmm, let me phrase this nicely. In the world of feminine energy and divine feminine, the masculine energy can oftentimes be vilified. So you'll hear a lot about the masculine is all about taking and pushing and forcing. And it's not true. Like what you just said, the concepts of success, the concepts of building, the concepts of achievement all fall under a masculine uh, a masculine tree of what it means what masculine energy is all about there's a there's a sense of individuality that comes up with with being masculine there's a confidence that comes up with being masculine the feminine side of it is therefore by contrast more about community it's it's more about nourishing and nurturing and taking care of each other uh, the feminine is about collective so um this could mean collecting something or also just being part of the collective. It's, it's about collaboration. The, the feminine is, is just like, maybe, maybe you haven't 
experienced it, but the but the thought that comes up when you think of a mother, a sister, a grandmother, a friend, they the ideas that we have or that we've been sold on, the stories that we've been told about somebody who who takes you in, who holds you, who sees you for who you are. These are all aspects of the feminine being lived through to people. So God, what what even are the words? Generosity, kindness, caring, nurturing, nourishment, collaboration. These are all very strong and um, potent feminine energies. And especially I wanted to mention those because they have, uh, or we can see examples of how these energies can also lead to success and power and strength, right? So it's not just about the maiden in the tower who's oh so dainty and also fragile and can't do anything for herself. Like, psh, no. So would you put things like creativity and play under that as well? Just because I'm just thinking about what you said about I went for a walk and I had an idea and is, is that, yes. is that creating and play yes creativity play rest rejuvenation um what more had come up while i was thinking oh well it's gone now but magic birthing something uh manifestation receptivity that's the one receptivity uh, these are all on an on a very individual level energies of the feminine that we can play with day to day to day. Wow. And then where does the divine side, the divine feminine come in? How do you connect that? Mm. So, well, the, the philosophy that I follow or that makes more sense to me says that in the beginning of time, there was nothing, which I think all philosophies agree with. They're just like, you know, who cares what was there before time began? Not like we could have known anyway. But in the beginning of time, when, when there was nothing, there was this idea of consciousness. And it was feminine energy that birthed the rest of the universe. Now, you don't have to believe that. And I don't, definitely don't want to be stepping on anyone's individual beliefs, but that's just what, what I believe. So in my mind, the feminine, the divine feminine is literally all around us because every particle in the universe is part of her. Um, when it comes to who the divine feminine is, that's, she's, the, she's the mother. She's the, she's the one who gave gave us all whatever we have from from life to everything that we own to all the relationships that we have she's the one who's kind of sitting around and matchmaking in the heavens like oh i think that one should meet that one and they'll get together and have babies and that one should meet that one and they'll get together and have a business so she's the one who's like sitting on top and making making everything beautiful making us all like meet each other having us all you know um sometimes fight because that can also be part of the spice of life and sometimes collaborate. Um, how we can access her is literally through not pushing ourselves into doing things that don't feel right to us. So leaning more into whatever our natural behavior is, what our nature is, even for, even for men or those with 
uh, high levels of masculine energy. There is there is still a bit of feminine energy there. It's very difficult to be 100% masculine or 100% feminine. It's, there's always going to be, you know, a bit of fragment, a percentage of both available to you at any point of time throughout your life. It's just depending on what role you might be fulfilling, you might adjust internally. So how we start to um, tap into the divine feminine um, is I like to work with certain archetypes. So depending on whatever it is that I need, I work with archetypes or, or deities who embody archetypes of, for example, the mother, the wise old grandmother or the crone. There's the wild woman. There's the there's the lustful, you know, the erotic woman. There's um, there's the maiden. There's the creator. There's there's a ton of them. And I think with each school that you look at, they have different names. They have different personalities. So it's a rabbit hole. But I will say that depending on what it is that I need, and this is my my personal practice, is depending on what I need today. So maybe I need a hint of creativity because I'm working on something and I'm feeling a little bit stuck. I'll call in um, either through a practice or through prayer or just by a simple, you know, hands up, I need help, please help me, sort of hail Mary, where I'll just say, could you guide me? Could you help me? And just as it is with, with a parent who believes in our independence, they don't step in and, you know, walk all over you and tell you, hey, no, pay attention. This is how you have to do this. The, the goddesses or the divine feminine, I feel, kind of sits in the background, keeps an eye on you just to make sure you don't, like, kill yourself or get into any sort of trouble. But she just sits there and she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And when you're like, could you help me? She's like, of course, sure. Tell me what you need help with. And it could literally be that simple. Um, but sometimes we need something more, you know, delicious. So there, there's a list of practices that I take my clients through. But for me, now, at least now that I've gotten that comfortable with the energy, I'm just like, excuse me, I need some help, please. <laughs> And so um, how did this uh, sort of, because you, you had this revelation and, and kind of uh, started to understand uh, for your own processes, this, uh, this divine sort of wisdom um, and these divine practices, how did this then become uh, your calling? How did you realize and, and what, how did that take shape as, as the, you know, as a holistic coach now? Can I just tell you that I started on my coaching journey, like coaching other people, in 2015 it's a long time and and i think i've seen i've seen a lot of people kind of grow and some of them fade away I, i've been i feel like i'm a i'm a dinosaur in this in this entire industry because i've seen stuff i've seen the trends i've seen uh, anyway coming back to the point the 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 thing that was eluding me for a long time was I never felt, it never felt right. So I've gone from niche to niche to niche, you know, coaching people in health and fitness, coaching people in manifestation, coaching them in sleep at one point of time. I've, I've had quite a few avatars uh, in, in this whole role. And about in 2018, literally the, the goddesses in a vision 
came to me and said, hey, we, we, we need you. Like, get over here and, and you know, work with us. Uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm not, at least at that point of time, I didn't think that I was um, psychic or intuitive. So to me, I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Even though I've been meditating or I was introduced to meditation at age 10. So it's not new. There's, there's always been a part of me that kind of understood like these spiritual things and, and how bonkers it can get. So it wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh my God, what is going on? But at the same time, it was different. It was very different than any other experience that I'd had. So I, I kind of remember just suddenly being aware that I wasn't in that vision space anymore and looking around my house, just like, what? Did anyone else see this? What happened? Um, and then it took me a few months to basically get up the courage to follow what was being asked of me. Um, the moment that happened though, it clicked like something that had been missing in my life for a very long time. Um, the, the feeling of not being at home, the feeling of, uh, I don't know what my bigger purpose is. All of that was suddenly gone because I was able to reach the, the goddess energy very quickly and say, well, why me? And they were like, because you have a physical, you know, you're born in India. You have a lineage of, of human beings that were born in India. You come from this particular part of the country where they worship us like they worship the goddess more than the gods this is a whole thing they just like started rattling out all of these reasons they're like you thought that you because i always ask this question like i feel like i've been born in the wrong place at the wrong time i, I really think that i um you know i i never felt at home and the, and the people locally would never get me and i was like why, why is this happening and here they were telling me that the exact things that you thought were wrong with you are the reasons that you're the right person for this. And I was like, holy shit, what, what? And I questioned, I didn't want to believe it. You know, I think we all have that like dark soul of the night where we're just like, is it possible that it's just like you picked the wrong person, that you were going for someone else and someone like you got knocked off course and you picked me by mistake. Like, am I really, am I really who you wanted? No, no, right? It's not me. And they were just, I think like a few months down the road, I had another experience where they were like, are you going to do this or not? Like, quit fucking wasting our time. Either say yes, jump on board and start, or, you know, it's fine if, if you don't want to do it we we need a certain kind of person to help bring the feminine aspect back into the world because your world is crumbling right now and we need to reinfuse femininity into the world and if it's not you we're going to pick someone else but you're a good fit and so that's the point where i was like okay fine i'll just do it and then the moment i jumped in like i said things started moving at a speed that I didn't know I had I would have access to I was like this is exciting okay and I didn't have time to think about like my doubts and stuff and the good news was that having already 
the the number of programs i'd been through the number of clients i'd worked with like everything to that point it just melted beautifully into this new direction and i was like oh yeah i can actually use all of the things that i've learned and the experiences that i've had and put it across in this way that that makes sense you know it's not just because it's a very weird experience to try and talk about a very religious sort of closed ideology and bring it to a mixture of people on the internet i i was so sure i would face a bunch of uh comments on it about like you know keep your religion to yourself and uh, and it's beautiful really how accepting at least my audience has been and they were like oh yeah oh yeah that's interesting i want to know more about this and i was like well honestly like that i would not have been able to say that that's how people would have reacted it's it's quite funny and interesting <laughs> i love that i love that i think that there is you know it it causes us to feel that inner alignment but when you find that deep knowing you until you until you experience that you just you kind of don't yeah. get what that would mean you intellectually you can understand but but to really get it and to know i mean I, Ryan and i don't really have a plan b outside of confidence recovery because there's just this is yeah, true that's it yeah. like you know we want to do other things yeah yeah we we each have our our own ways that we want to create or or show up in the world individually but mm. when you find a deep knowing it does just pick up pace really fast mm. yeah um, yeah and, and it's such a cool thing and that's how i mean i've i've talked to you a couple of times before about this but that's how i found cabaret i just woke up and went i need to do burlesque i don't know what that is yeah <laughs> but i know i need to do that and that's such a weird thing to for me to say because I would have I would have watched other people and gone uh huh, cool that sounds weird, um but but when it happens and it's little whispers, mm. isn't it? Yeah, that's very so true. How does that come to you? I know you have lots of practices and lots of things that you take your clients through. How, how does it? I mean, it's different for different people. I know that's what you're going to say, but. How does it typically show up? Like for anybody who's never experienced that, how do you explain that? That is a really good question and one that I'm trying to figure out how to answer because if I'm being very honest, my my first brush with divinity was at age 10. And at age 10, you don't know what at least for me. I didn't know what was real and what was part of my, you know, imaginary world. I I really didn't. And So at that at that point of time when I had I was told I had a a, a spiritual awakening experience I was like cool um because I was just I was like nothing shifted in my world right like everything was like solids were still solid I wasn't floating in the air like there was nothing paranormal or weird happening I was like so is this it then like is is it's just going to stay the same no even at even at age 10 I, i had a feeling that there would be something magical and now i would only see rainbows in my you know field of vision and no one would be a jerk to me anymore but that's not what happened 
everything was still the same. So, um, you know, in a way, I feel like there's a part of me that <laughs> that from age ten has just been like, I have been chosen. I am special, and that's it. And and so there was a door that I never closed. So there was there was an entry point for for divinity at all, at all points. Like I may not have paid attention to it, so it may not have been there to support me at times in my life when I really needed it. But I feel like that that's the that's the easiest analogy for me is it's it's a door that you have access to that you can lock with you know a big ass padlock and you throw away the key, or it's something that you can keep slightly just just a tad open. And, and leave a little room for magic, whatever you want to call it. Because um, I like to believe that whatever forces you believe in, even if it's just you, right? If you're like, I am the only thing that matters, <laughs> whatever you believe in is always nudging you to, to something a little bit better. And it's not, it's not going to be like that 10-year-old me thought that your entire field of vision is going to change, that you're suddenly going to see the world in a brand new light. It's it's my it's minute, it's minuscule, it's a teeny tiny um, step up, but the ability to now the awareness that I now have, I think that's the that's the missing piece for a lot of people. It's that the divinity is always there. It's when you have the ability to recognize it or have that awareness. You'll see it everywhere. It's amazing. These those whispers that you were just talking about, Heather. That's that's divinity, right? The the little nudges saying, "You want cake" is also divinity. It's it's so like it's it, it, you won't connect the two, but like pleasure, for example, is a feminine concept. In fact, pleasure is one of the ways that the divine feminine reminds us why why we are here it's not just about the suffering it's not just about all the shit that we've gone through it's it's to go through all of that and have a deep appreciation for pleasure and i feel so bad that there is literally millions of women who deny themselves pleasure in any shape and form like no wonder we're all so unhappy <laughs> no fucking wonder yeah. But yeah, the divine feminine is everywhere. She's calling out to everyone. She's desperately hoping that we start to have the awareness to say, oh, hey, hi, nice to meet you. Come along. <laughs> so we all have doors and we're all chosen for our journey. Yep. So what do you do in your practice with your clients or your work? If someone oh. wants to work with you, how, how do they do they know that? Do they already understand those doors or that calling? Or do you help them figure that out? Or what, what is your work? Mm. For me, the if everything in your life isn't flowing beautifully, you probably have a door that needs to open. Or you probably have room for, for the divine, right? So if you're living in paradise all the time, excellent. What are you doing here? <laughs> but oh no. <laughs> Usually it's a, it's a sense of curiosity. So for, for people who work with me, they're just like, I've always been curious about 
a particular goddess or a deity or this line of work. Um, I'm wondering if this is a good fit. And often what we, what I'll do is, this is where it gets a little bit woo-woo and the energetic like stuff goes a little bit crazy, but I will normally meet someone and get a, a read on them, right? I'll be able to like tell, oh, this is what's going on with you. It's not, it's not like judgy. It's not like, oh my God. Not at all, but more like a sense of I get to know you on a level that's different from just the physical plane. So we might be talking, but I'll actually get a sense of who you are, like a 360 degree view. And from that energetic uh, imprint, I'll be able to speak, speak with or connect with the goddess and be like, hey, does anyone know what she needs help with? Can anyone help me? Like, if if she needs something, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to offer her? Um, and it's it's very like I'm just a middleman. That's my thing. I'm a I'm a facilitator. I've known this about myself for a very long time. I don't do things. I just take what someone needs and what someone has, and I put them together. And I'm like, have a ball, go crazy. So now I'm doing the same thing, but with humans and like energies. I'm like, oh, okay what is the energy that, that this particular person requires or, or what could really make their lives and their experiences super juicy. And someone will always come through. So, so I feel like those people who reach out to work with me, there is a tug somewhere, you know, the, someone's knocking on their door and they're like, oh, well, one of the ways to answer that door is to say, hey, Akriti, like, can you help me? Do you know? And, and not, not every one of those conversations turns into like working with me because you may not need that at, at this point. And that's okay. You might just need like a little, uh, a tune up and that can, the fun thing is that a tune up can happen with something as simple as a glance. You could, you could just walk by someone and be, you know, suddenly find yourself in complete alignment because they had what you needed and there was like an energetic exchange that happened. So there'll be times when I'll speak to a friend of a friend or, or a possible client or an old client and I'll be like, this is what you need. I've done it for you. Go and have a good day. I'll talk to you later. And it's, it's brilliant. So people who end up working with me find that there's something, there's some sort of like a, uh, like a, almost like an energetic glass ceiling oh I don't know how to get through this I don't know what's happening and I'm I'm doing all of the things and I have tried all the strategies and everything that used to work before isn't working before what's happening and <laughs> usually I like to say that when you're tired of everything else and you're just willing to try something new that's when you come over here because there is a certain level of curiosity and and um and a willingness to accept any random thing that I throw at you, that's, that's necessary. And when you're in that state of openness and what, as you call it, Heather, beginner mind, oh, that's the space of magic. That's the real space of magic, right? Hi, I love that. So I just needed to take a moment and just like let that sink in because yeah. I, I, I am, very aware of energy exchange pretty much all of the time mm. um to the point where i don't notice the, 
the kind of I don't know the physical attributes of a of a person. That's mm. usually the last thing I notice about a person. Um. And so somebody will say, "Oh, didn't you love their blue shirt?" Nothing. I, I didn't. I, I I didn't take that in. But I loved what was going on behind their eyes. Yeah. Or yeah. that that energy around them. I don't know. I don't. I don't read it. I just instinctively connect with people's energy, mm. um, which allows me very conveniently to be able to run big conferences and things because I can connect so quickly, mm -hmm. but I think we all can. I just think we sometimes shut that out. Yeah. Um, and it's still going on. We just choose not to be aware of it and we choose yeah. what we're aware of. So yeah. when you talked about that, there were various things that you do with your clients um, and, and various things that you, that you take them through. And obviously you, uh, you said you work with some of them briefly and then some of them for a long time. So do you, what kind of things do you get them to do? Do you get them to meditate or what, 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 is the, what are the kind of practices or what are the options? What's, what's my menu? <laughs> I basically have you take your life and stop looking at it as a struggle. If that's, <laughs> if, if that even makes sense. So the, I find that the easiest thing to do is, is give you a similar experience tailored to you as what I had, which is here, was all this, here were all these issues that I thought I was having, but what was needed was a little bit of a reframe. Um, and, and suddenly you start to see everything. Like, oh, shit, the perfection of it, the beauty of it, the, the actual joy that I have uh, access to. You know, if you're not constantly looking at all of the things that I have to do and all the, the shit that's still left over. Um, and you start to revel in your, in your gift, in your beauty, in your um, strengths. The world takes on a whole other meaning. Like nothing can get you down anymore. So I do things like meditation for sure. Um, a lot of times I'll do rituals with the goddesses. So I'll give, you know, if Heather is my client, I'll give Heather, um, usually one particular goddess will come to work with you at a time. So there'll be a particular deity who will have a very specific sort of ritual, which we, um, depending on how casual you want this relationship to be, we can, we tailor it to your like lifestyle, your belief system, your needs. And if you're like somebody who's like, no, I am in it. I'm 100%, like give me the most elaborate ritual you can find. We make, we make that happen as well. The aim is to install yourself into that energy that will work for you. So for, for example, I work very well with people one-to-one -one because I find too many people to be overwhelming because of the same thing, right? I can, I'm, I'm, I'm having energetic exchange all day, all night. I actually had to move out of a really big city in Bombay in India because it was just getting from home to my workplace would destroy me because you're in the train with God knows how many hundreds and thousands of people and you're just like we're brushing up against people and imagine exchanging energy with 20, 30, 40 people in an hour. Just full sensory overload. Absolutely. And, and by the time I reach work, like there's no energy in my physical body. And I was, I was actually teaching dance at this, at this point of time. And I was teaching 30 kids at a time. And anyone who's taught kids knows 
you need every ounce of energy to keep up with them right otherwise they're going to pull fast ones on you they're going to run away they're going to do everything in their power to just like not be they're they're such a good example of what it means to not be um, caged that all of us or at least while i was still very much in my cage programming it was like have to take multiple deep breaths there, there there used to be many times when i would try to get to work 15 minutes earlier so i could like meditate or nap and recenter myself because it was a whole it, it was a whole deal trying to get through a day without um without all of my energy or with my energy like already dispersed um so yeah we do we do meditations we do rituals we do a lot of um traditional coaching work i give based on what you're asked for so we do a lot of movement as well because again feminine principles your body movement is all interconnected we um we do practices in nature if that's available to you or other sort of grounding practices we do a lot of connecting with your own physical body um and yeah if someone if someone comes i i also do pleasure related uh practices so like i said getting back in touch with the aspects of the feminine that we might have lost track of or lost touch with and and inviting into your life into your experience the parts of the feminine that you may have never even uh been introduced to before so there's there's a huge menu to choose from my job is to give you an appropriate selection and then work off of that because i don't want to overload people <laughs> there's just so much much oh thank you so much for for taking us through so much of your practice and your awakening and your your kind of sensitivity to to all of these energies um i love the idea that you know you're you're taking this this uh inner knowledge and then helping other people realize it for themselves um and that's absolutely wonderful um again thank you so much for joining us so where can people find you where's the where can people find you we need to know Okay, yes. I I love that you put it put it this way. Uh inner knowledge into the outer world. That's awesome. I'm on Instagram at Akriti Kundu. It's very simple, but I we will put a link so that sure, it's sure. easier to find me. <laughs> and I I have a website that's under construction that's also akritikundu.com, but if you head over there, you can just put your email in and we will get you in um in the fold in the little secret community and get you <laughs> in on all the latest happenings because there's some interesting shit that's going to come through. So, and is there anything yeah. you want to tease for 2021? Oh my god, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. There's there's literally there's ideas and courses mm. and, and all sorts of good shit that's just coming out uh, so yeah there's there's a lot that's on on my mind in my energy just waiting to be birthed 2021 is going to be lit oh my goodness i am so excited you have a podcast as well yeah that's right you do i have, I have a podcast coming out so it's in uh, like i said lots of things getting birthed it's yeah. it's on its way uh but it's going to be all about 
literally what we just talked about. The, mm -hmm. uh, my conversations with the goddesses, the information that they're sending through me, uh, a lot of it is going to be my journey mm. and helping you on your journey. Right. So exciting. It's going to be some fun, fun stuff. I don't know why the word pizza is coming up. Almost like <laughs> we're all going to be putting our energy as toppings and make a delicious pizza. Now I need make pizza. Make of that. I like pizza. Right? Right. Yeah. That's going to be the rest of my day now. It's like, when do I get pizza? <laughs> I love connecting Sorry, with you. Definitely. I always feel, I always feel a mixture of absolute excitement and and because we're very frantic because we're both very extrovert and we have a lot of fun. But then, equally, and and that can be really draining to, with some with some people when you're just. Oh, but I also feel an equal balance of just pure joy and peace when I talk with you. I I love. I could listen to you all day. I love that. Honestly, thank, thank you, you so, so much for joining us. It has been such a pleasure. And uh, now we spoke a little bit about this earlier. Would you like to uh, to sign off with us in our special way? Okay, perfect. Okay. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining thank us today you. on the Competency uh, Competency Cabaret podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Heather. I'm Akubi. And we'd like to remind you that it is your body. Your body. Your, your world. world, your stage. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We will speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time.